Right, hello and welcome back to Hashtag Just Talk, ladies and gentlemen. I am once again your host, Robert Crane, or Rob Crane. My script says Rob Crane, but we'll go with Robert Crane. Shout out to Comic Relief and Groundwork, who support our supporting work with our work with, just with Hashtag Just Talk, helping bring people together in Hashtag Just Talk. Guys, today we've got quite a special guest. It's going to be another referee on the podcast, a fellow fan. I've played with this guy many a time, and I've been quite lucky I haven't had him ref one of my games. <laughs> Hello and welcome, Morgan Core. How's it going, Rob? You good? I'm good, thank you. How's, uh, how's things been? Good, mate. Yeah, it's all going well at the minute. Um, been keeping busy football-wise, work-wise, watching the Orient when I can, unfortunately, but that is what it is. Yeah, well, it's been been quite an interesting day of Premier League football, but we're we're not here for that. We're here for you. So, Morgan, just uh, give us a bit of a description of what you do and your little... I know you're still young, but give us your journey of what you are in grassroots football. Yeah, so um, uh, currently a level four referee, so I operate uh, on supplier league football, so step five, step six football, so like your Essex Senior League, Eastern Counties... Uh, also operate on the Isthmian League, so step three and four as an assistant. Um, been lucky enough this season to operate on the Women's Championship as an assistant as well, which I've really enjoyed. It's been a different role this season, but one where I've learned a lot. And um, yeah, as of this season as well, I've been a, a, an obs- a referee observer for the London FA and the AFA. So, yeah, I, ke- I keep myself busy. I keep myself busy, but... Um, yeah, been involved as a referee now for, I think this is my eighth season, working my way up from level seven to level four, um, sort of coming away from playing football as much as you said, but um, enjoyable nonetheless. So, yeah, that, that's basically me in a nutshell. Well, Morgan, you're, you're relatively still quite young. I, we won't go into how old you are just for the sake of your, <laughs> your section, but... Yeah, you know, I've I played alongside you. Not too bad of a football player. I used to play centre midfield for a team called the Orienteer. Shout out to the Orienteer. They're very, uh, yeah. pretty much a community club. It's football for everyone. Make sure you check them out on Twitter. They're a great little, uh, as I said, they're a great little grassroots football club. But yeah. Morgan, you're you're so young. You know, a lot of referees go into it quite old, or the ones that are not that good. You know, we was always going to clubs together, talking about what we was going to do in the preseason. Why have you become? <laughs> why have you gone on to become? Basically, I'd say a full-time ref now because you don't really play any football, do you? No. So, um, I haven't actually... I can't remember the last time I played an 11 side match, to be honest with you, Rob. I think the last, the last game I probably did play was with you about two, three, two years ago. Oh, wow. In the summer. Yeah, so a while ago. But, um, yeah, play, play, played regular football Saturday, Sunday. I wouldn't say brilliant level, but a level I was happy with, obviously. Played for the Orienteer when I could. But... um. It, it pretty much, to be honest, it revolves around going Orient. Um, I knew referees got paid on weekends to play, uh, to, to obviously go and referee. I was playing, needed some pocket money, so um, I asked my mum and dad, could I have a referees course as a birthday present? And um, it's cliche, but I don't think I've looked back. If I'm honest, um, I've done the referee course. I'd referee on a Sunday, go Orient on a Saturday, and I, I just enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I. I to be honest, the Essex Sunday Corinthian League was a big, big help for me. Uh, the referee secretary, Mike, uh, come to observe me when I was young, younger and said, you know what, I think, I think it's time you sort of go on the promotion scheme. 
take that step up and try and push on a career in refereeing rather than playing. And me personally, I feel like I've gone further refereeing than I have ever as a footballer uh, actually playing on a Saturday. And more importantly than anything, I've I've just really enjoyed it. What makes you enjoy it though? Because from a personal point of view, and this probably makes myself sound very selfish as I do every other week. Yeah. We've all been there. We've been on the bench and the ref comes walking over, waving his flag, saying, come on, boys, we need someone to do it. Everyone puts their head down. I go walkabouts. But to be able to run the show, and to be honest, let's not beat around the bush. The referee is probably the most important person on the pitch. Without the refs, we won't be able to play any sort of football. But Mm. what makes you want to go into that spotlight? I think it's just a different type of pressure, if I'm honest with you, Rob. I mean, like you'd appreciate it, obviously, like <clears throat> like we played together, like you'd, you'd understand as well as playing in a certain role in a team. There's that sort of pressure to to be able to perform on a weekly basis, whereas the pressure as a referee is it, uh, like you are sort of the man who's running the show. So you are you are the person who is who, are, who is making the decisions. And to be honest, I I, I enjoy that aspect of it. I also enjoy that I get to go to all different clubs every week. I get to meet different people. Uh, and as well, you get to work with different people. I think that's something that's sort of not seen. That We we obviously work in threes or fours, depending on what level you operate at. But I, I, I enjoy the social aspect of it as well. That like I've met so many different people through refereeing that, to be honest, I would have never met if I weren't in the game. Mm. I, I, which, I, which I'm obviously happy with, but... Yeah, it's, it's just, as well, like, you just get to go and see so many different types of football. And, and as a football fan, like, you, you would appreciate it. But I get what you mean. As I'm getting older, I seem to be stopping for the odd kickabout that's going on. Well, I say 11 aside, like, there's a field behind me. They have all the kids' football and stuff like that. I often see myself just going for a walk, stopping and having a look and just watching the game unfold. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's... As a, look, as a, I play up top, I'm not I'm not the greatest. But if we lose a game and I miss a big chance to equalise, or I don't nick the winner, I you know I go home, I dwell on it a little bit, especially after a penalty miss or something. But mm-hmm. as a referee, if you know you've made a very bad decision, it's it's a very it's a very personal sort of process for me. To be honest with you, Rob, like I'm not saying I don't. I've never met a referee who goes into a game and says they've got 100% decisions correct. There's always something you want to work on. Aspects of your game, like your positioning, your decision-making. Oh, like, I'll go home from games. I'll sit in the car for an hour, two hours, and I'll think, oh, God, I should have played an advantage in the 60th minute that could have led to that chance, or I probably should have given that foul slightly earlier. But to be honest with you, like as, as well, like as, as, YouTube's a massive thing. So if you have the privilege of refereeing a game that's like clips on YouTube or clubs actually film games, you can go back over the clips and watch those games. And for me, I tend to ask clubs, if you have filmed the game or you have any footage of it, can I see it? So to give an example, like earlier on in the season, I had a game and there was a few decisions within that game that I thought, oh, I'm not too sure about. And we worked as a team of three that day. I was the referee, spoke with an assistant. And we were really unsure on an off, a really tight offside call. And I said, look, if we can get the footage, we can discuss it together in a couple of days and just go through it. And it's not so much about beating ourselves up over it, but it's for me, and it's another enjoyment factor out of refereeing, it's a lot of learning. A lot of it's 
like how to develop yourself and how to make it better next week rather than think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to beat myself up over what I've just done there. Yeah, but you know what as well? well I think looking into the referees, even having this conversation, I'm dwelling a lot more on what you could go into. You know, like today, Man United played Tottenham. As a striker, I probably would have watched Cavani, his movement, the way he's hit the ball, his technique, Kane, his movement, his positioning. Well, yeah. where I've watched them two today, if would you have been looking at the referee a lot more than the players, just for the fact that's how your life has become? Yeah. To be honest, Rob, I haven't watched... This sounds strange, but I, I can't remember the last... Well, I can't remember the last Orient game we sat and watched together, but... If I'm watching any sort of football game now, I can't, I can't watch it how I used to years ago. I'm constantly watching the referee. Constantly. Oh. But it's, it's more, I'm not watching him to, or watch it, I'm not watching that referee to, make, to see the mistakes they make or pick up on things. But you, you will obviously pick up on things as the game go on. But it's more for me as a learning. So I'm, I'm looking at them thinking, well, if they're doing, if they're making that sort of movement into those areas or that's how they're dealing with that situation... If I have that sort type of situation in coming weeks or coming games, that's how I'd like to deal with it. I think I can kind of put referees in the same... I'm sorry if you feel offended by this, but I feel like I can put yeah. referees in the same category as goalkeepers. When a, mistake has, <laughs> when a mistake has been made, it's quite blatant and it's quite highlighted. It's in the spotlight quite a little bit more. But as a centre-forward, if I miss a shot or miss kick the ball, everyone kind of just laughs. Mm. But if a goalkeeper does that, it's one of the worst things that could happen. Especially with a referee. Like today, there was a few bad decisions in our game. We're on the referee straight away. But then mm. our striker, who weren't in position, who's made a mistake, we're on him then. Do you, even when you watch these referees, do you see that a lot more? Or? Uh, uh, look, for, for me, and I say this to a lot of people, football's a, football's a perfect game of angles. It's literally a game of angles. Your angle and my angle will be two completely different things. And we'll have two completely different opinions and we can go and sit down afterwards and have a pint and we still won't agree with each other. But we'll, mm. we'll scream at each other till we're blue in the face saying we're right. See, uh, go on, carry on, sorry. Do you know what? I, I, like, I like that analogy what you just said about our oh, referees are like goalkeepers or vice versa. It's like, you are right. If, if a referee does make a mistake, it, it's, it's there to see. There is no hiding place. But it's a lot like goalkeeping it's like if you do make that mistake it's how then it's a cliche but it's how you then bounce back and make the next decision yeah you're totally right I think especially with a thing of opinions there's a there's two types of opinions in this world you're either wrong or you're Rob Crane <laughs> but uh, moving it on, <laughs> on I like that on the whole thing of referees you know it's, yeah. as I said I might watch Kane I might, might watch Cavani and yet again you say like there's times you find yourself watching the referee. Okay, growing up, I was... Right, I know it's, you didn't plan on being refereeing, but I was watching Thierry Henry and stuff like that. The Morgan of today, who would you look yeah. up to as a referee? Who's your role you know model? What? Who is that role model for you? So, I mean, like, like, like a lot... Flip it, so like a lot of young kids, they'd watch the Harry Kanes, the, the Sons, the the Cavani's, the, the, the top Premier League strikers, midfielders, whatever you want to call them. For me, I'm, I'm looking at Premier League referees because, I mean, setting goals, I obviously want to move up as high as I can. So I'm looking at people who are in the position that I want to be in. So I'm looking at Anthony Taylor, Michael Oliver, just to pick two referees out of, out of our group, English referees at the moment. Anthony Taylor's going out refereeing Barcelona, PSG in the Champions League. And 
referee Man City, Man United. So I'm obviously looking at him and seeing what he's doing. Um, in the Champions League, uh, I mean, look, there's so many top referees out there, and they all they all get slated <clears throat> for for various reasons. But I look at like the Beyond Kuipers, so he's a Dutch referee. Uh, he recently refereed the England Poland game. Okay. So I look up to him. He's he's a very good referee, and um, one other who I've definitely looked at in the last couple of seasons is actually uh, Rebecca Rebecca Welch. So she was the first female referee to referee in the football league last Monday. So I was lucky enough this season to run. I was her assistant referee in a pre-season friendly. Okay. So again, like touching again on that enjoyment factor, it's like. You see, you see these role models within football, and you try and watch their games and see what, how they act under certain types of situations and pressures. And then I've been lucky enough to go and actually work with her on a game. Oh, brilliant! So one thing I do want to stop you on there, though, is when yeah. I coach teams and I manage teams, even with the boys today. You know, I say to them, "We're not, we're not Barcelona. If we have to put it in the channel, get rid of it. We do." As a referee. Do you feel watching the top referees and stuff like that? Is that really going to potentially help your game today? Is it a realistic tar- target? Um, that's that's not me putting you down or anything. No, just, no, no. I'm just trying to... From, from the listeners at home, you can see these, these pods are planned. Yeah. But I get so into the conversation. I have so many questions. I just want to ask. That's my job. Uh, yeah. So no, again, to, be, to be honest with you, Rob, that's, a, that's actually a good question. And I, can, I actually see where you're going with that as well. Um, yes and no so yes because I'm looking at how elite referees are dealing with certain situations with professional players and obviously I appreciate that I think the level I operate at the moment is that there's great footballers and there's great moments of football but it's, it's complete I'm, I'm dealing with two there's, there's, they're worlds apart I think the only way I can say it is going through the going through from level seven to where I'm at now. You pick up so many people skills and and so many ways of dealing with certain situations. It's like I I have them base I have them base skills. I'm only looking to sort of make myself better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for example, like you're coaching a player who's a centre forward. You, he has those base skills. He knows. I'm not even going to act like I know what a centre-forward does because I could hardly play football myself, you know that. But a centre-forward has his certain roles and his jobs that he knows what he should do. His instincts, and, basically. Yeah, and by watching, say, Harry Kane, who's arguably one of the best strikers in the world, he's not trying to be Harry Kane over Hackney Marshes next Sunday. But what he is doing is thinking, do you know what, when Harry Kane receives the ball at feet, that way he's spun off and played a pass to Son or to bail or whoever he's played the ball off to or he's had a dig at goal I'm going to to try that or I'm going to see how I can do that do do you know what I mean yeah I totally get what you mean I think uh, go on sorry I'll let you finish I'm like we're not there to emulate Premier League referees because if we've done that over Hackney Marshes I can't see that going down too well no 100% I think I don't. I'm not just going to put Hackney Marshes into this uh, into this it's also obviously happens everywhere all over the world, yeah. up and down the country. But um, I've been very guilty of it myself. I'm no saint. But 
when uh, over the marshes, let's just say you've got a game over the marshes. I'm just doing that because yeah. that's where I, that's my bread and butter, the marshes. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say you've left the game over there today. Someone's called you, I don't know. We won't go into details on it. You've been abused quite yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. How are you dealing with that situation? So, in terms of the actual process itself, obviously, the correct way of going about that situation would obviously be reporting it to the relevant authorities. So either that be your your league, the FA, putting through some form of extra extraordinary report. In terms of going away from the game and dealing with that on your own, again, it's sort of similar to what you take from other referees. It's quite a personal thing for me. It it sort of depends on the abuse. I mean, when I was a lot younger, and I remember refereeing games like over Hackney Marshes, Wanstead Flats. Again, that's where I learned how to become a referee. And it's quite a, it's quite a we'll chuck you in the deep end type feeling. Mm. But for me, that's how I become the referee I am now. In those environments, so I think hindsight's a wonderful thing. Where I look back now at certain games and certain situations, I think I learned so much from that game. Like I messed so much up in that game, but that was a one-off because I never want to be in that feel. I never want to have that feeling again. Yeah. That's, I'm not. I'm again. Me personally, I don't try to look at situations in a, a negative way. I try to look at them in a positive. So, again, like a couple of seasons ago, I won't mention the teams or whatever else, but I had a terrible game. I had an absolute stinker. There was a couple of hundred people there, crowd-wise. I got hammered. And to be honest, I walked off and I thought, do I really deserve that? Like, was I really that bad? Watch the game back. Oh, Rob, honestly, it's probably the worst I've refereed in the last three years. Without a shadow of a, without a shadow of a doubt. But I look back now and I'm like, I made X, Y, Z mistake. I now definitely won't be making the mistakes going going forward again. Yeah, I think another thing as well, I feel like when I've asked you that question, you're very, at the moment, you're quite happy, you're quite chilled. You know, yeah. I think, what if you was in this scenario of, you know, you're feeling a little bit down, you're stressed out about something like, God mm. forbid something was wrong at home or someone wasn't well, especially with yeah. COVID going on in the world at the moment. If yeah. you was then to receive that abuse at a game then, how, how would that affect you in your day-to-day life? Would it just destroy your week or? Um, I wouldn't, that's a good, to, to be honest with you, Rob, I haven't really been in that situation before. I'm, I'm trying to like sort of think back. For, for me, I'm not a, I'm not a dweller. In terms of, I don't try to overthink things in in a negative in a negative way. I'll sort of park it. But then, in saying that, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't really know. But just from my experiences, again, like if I've had a stinker on the weekend, or I've had I've, I've received abuse, or I'm not in the best sort of frame of mind. I just I just I don't try to overanalyze things. And again, it's difficult if you're over the marshes and someone calls you something and you're really not happy. You might turn around and if you're in that state of mind, you might turn around and make a comment that shouldn't be made. I mean, I've, I've seen it over the marshes. It's not nice for anyone. I kind of want to swing it back to what I first said. From the whole way you're putting this with your mindset and stuff like that, I can't help but think about a goalkeeper yet again. It's dwelling on mistakes. It's getting up, moving it on and just saying, yeah, today's a new game. We move on. I think if you, like, especially as a referee, like if 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 you're going into a game on a dwelled sort of in a dwelled sort of mindset, I just I, I 
I feel like I can't referee the game because it's a completely, it's not the same game. So if I've had a play, say I've had a midfielder last week and he's calling me every single name under the sun, I've ended up showing him a yellow card for descent or simbining him uh, at our level of football. I'm not going into next week's game thinking, right, I'm going to have another midfielder on my case all game. Because mm. if, you, if you are going into a game with that sort of mindset, you're, you're sort of, I don't think I'm giving the teams a fair crack at it. I, like, I feel like I'm putting the teams down before we've even kicked off. Yeah, I see what you're saying as well. I think I said I said this beforehand. I said we said about maybe think of a way of how to you'd improve the game and stuff like that. Because I don't feel it's a question we can ask on the spot. Is there mm. something that you could do to stop this abuse yeah. that the referees are getting? Do, do you know what? And it's not so much an improvement. But it's it's more of an understanding, but it's it's more of I, I, I see a clip. I can't remember the team, and I can't. I don't even know where it was. But I see a clip the other day of a coach just didn't. Uh, he was saying to the referee, "Ref, ref." But of course, my of course my um, attacker's allowed to stand in the box while the goalkeeper plays his goal kick. Although obviously it says in law that an attacker must leave the eighteen yard area when a goal kick is being taken. It's. I just think a lot more people can be educated on sort of not laws of the game but just a bit just the processes in which we see the game and I'm not saying it's about it's not the bottom line is it's not about the referees in my opinion it's not about us turning up at a game and being accommodated it's a lot more it's about the 22 players out there who want to play the game and that 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 for me is it'd go a lot smoother and a lot easier if those 22 players just sort of understood the laws one slightly better than what they might do because they might even they might learn something themselves and secondly just sort of see it from a referee's point of view and to be honest a lot of the players that I've refereed I'll go look just from my angle it doesn't you've got to appreciate it might not look like a tidy tackle and they'll go yeah yeah do you know what ref I get that but I think if there's a lot more education within grassroots football in terms of just from our point do you miss football do you miss playing football itself um, I do, I do miss playing football. I think, especially from the people from CSM, you was a. Uh, we brought you over to train over Vicky Park when we were Downs, and this was yeah, back when right. yeah, I, I think. That. I think this was I Justin that, Cummins' yeah. first season. I think it was. I'm not too sure his first full season, but yeah, we went over to Vicky Park. Do you not miss? You played really well that day. Yeah. Do you not miss moments like that where you've changed the game and yeah. gone over a smile on your face? I miss I miss playing football. I do miss playing football. More, it's it's different, Rob. Refereeing, there's a different type of satisfaction to actually playing the game. I think I love playing football, and I I mean, don't get me wrong, I can't kick a ball now to save my life. You'd you'd get me over the marshes. You'd be subbing me off in five minutes. But it's a it's a different type of social as well. It's a different type of social. It's. I used to love, like, I'm not, again, I didn't win many games as a player, but I used to enjoy going in the dressing room, win, lose, or draw, someone to stick the music on, and everyone's having a laugh, talking about either going down the Orient yeah. after an Orienteer game, or on a, on a Sunday, we're going to go for a beer down whatever pub after we've just played over the marshes. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a different type of social, where it is, for now, now, for me, it's a lot more like, I'll, I'll have a game on a Saturday, I'll 
have a chat with, a, with the team that I'm with in terms of match officials, get myself together, and then you're off home. And and to be honest, it could be it could be a bit of a lonely drive to uh, I to think our I, journey home. So yeah, I think I can it, relate it to you different. when I've just gone into coaching and stuff like that. You know, it's because I am only 27. You know, I think I'm in the prime of my life. I should yeah. be aiming to finish top goal scorers in leagues or just hitting double figures and stuff like that. It's yeah. totally relatable. It really is. But I've now turned mm. into a bit of a fair weather footballer where I just want to turn up, kick a ball, play well for myself, go home, go on. have fun. I don't want to have an argument. I don't yeah. want to have a, a scrap, as they say, over the marshes of anyone. But, yeah, yeah. I think... We, we all missed it, especially with this deadly virus going around of COVID-19. It's been pretty horrific. But how has the virus affected you, as yeah. not as a referee, but as Morgan? Um, to be honest with you, Rob, and not to, not to put this in a weird way, I've, again, I'm quite, a, I'm quite a positive person. I like to take the positives out of all types of situations. And again... It is. It's a deadly virus, and it's affected millions and millions of people, which is which is it's horrific, really. For me, I, I've taken the positives out of the pandemic. So I was furloughed from from my full time job. Obviously, no refereeing, no football to to go and watch. Um, I basically just tried to keep fit as best I could. Uh, I trained. I trained. I sort of made had a schedule for myself. I trained six days a week. For four months, five months, keeping myself ticking over. Went back in pre-season, first few games back, desperately, desperately missed football. Um, <clears throat> but I was fit as anything. I was probably the fittest I've been since I was eighteen. Um, we had football up until like sort of December properly, and then in Christmas time we were back into a lockdown, and. To be honest, I've just sort of I've tried to do the same thing. It's obviously a lot harder changing the weather. Obviously, there's not much else going on other than just go to work, go home. But yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I've, I've I've kept myself ticking over. I'd like to say I'm quite fit at the moment, uh, physically and mentally. Um, a lot of referees have a lot of so obviously like Zoom calls, um, meetings over the phone. Been doing that over the come uh, over the last few months. Almost well, almost a year now, but that's been really good as well in terms of just mentally ticking over, keeping yourself sharp in terms of game situations and sort of laws of the game. Because so, uh, I think I think that's neglected. Uh, people just see it as you're physically fit, but that mental fitness, especially as a referee, sort of with what what you deal with, what sort of pressure you're under, making them decisions in them situations. It's, yeah, I mean, it has, I've enjoyed it. Do you have any advice yeah, for anyone good. who wants to get mentally fit? Um, what does Morgan Con do to get mentally fit? Oh, that's a tough one. For for me, it's just again, like I've, I've, I'm sort of like a broken record, but I watch over old games. I'll I'll keep myself ticking over. I've I've been quite lucky in in terms of my support network. So if you if you do have a support network, tap into it, take full advantage of it, and I'd like to say I have. So I'm fortunate enough. Uh, I'm involved with FA Core, which is the uh, Centre of Refereeing Excellence. Uh, it's a national, it's a national group, but I'm I'm fortunate enough to be part of the South East and Central uh, area. So <clears throat> I'm able to tap into a 
a number of coaches who have either refereed at the top level as an assistant or, or as a referee. So I'm lucky enough to tap into that, keep myself involved in the game. <clears throat> and again, it's just about just how how you deal with deal with pressure and how you deal with setbacks. So I think a lot about that. I'll sort of visualise, right, if this situation is to happen to me, how can I deal with it? How It's a lot about bouncing back, especially not, not just in refereeing, but just in life in general, I feel. So if I do hit a setback, it's how I'm going to deal with that setback. Yeah, a bad day doesn't make a bad life, you know. It's... It's always it's about bounce back material, true. but again, I think it's easy for me and you to say this when we're having a podcast and you know we're trying to bring give the best version of ourselves. You know, it's of course we've all been there. No doubt there'll be a time mm. next month where I'll feel a bit down and think, ah, oh, well, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? But not in not in the sense of life, <clears> but <throat> the oh, sense of bouncing back and stuff like that. But yeah. Morgan, you've been an absolute fantastic yeah. guest. Actually, thank you very much. For anyone wondering, Morgan came on at the last minute. He, uh, yeah. he saved us this week. But it turns out it's been probably one of my favourite podcasts to record. And I really do much appreciate that. Is there anywhere we can find oh, you on social media? It, mate. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Morgan underscore com 97. Same Twitter handle also. If you'd like It'd be to in the tweet. It'd be in the me. tweet. It being Running the about, tweet, don't worry about that. <laughs> and that statement I made, that's just me. Uh, yeah, but, that's just yeah. me because I've learned a lot today. The other guests have all been quite fantastic, but for me, I feel like I've learned a lot more about a friend and how he's been dealing with situations, just in a world I don't understand. But Morgan, thank you very much, mate. Mm. Cool. And no, also, big shout out, guys. If you are listening this far in, you're probably quite interested in the CSM and just talk and stuff like that. If you want a free hashtag just talk mug, just give us a shout. We're um, happy to send them out. I've got about 50 sitting in my drawer. I can't seem to flog them, but feel free to hit me up on Twitter and I'll send it to you. But guys, thanks for listening. See you later, Morgan. Right. Top man, mate. Speak soon.